that sound she touches me and i get dirty. can you show us on the billy joel doll where she touched you <laughs> <laughs> you need to save that shit man. i know it's going it's rolling <laughs> and this is careless talk the billy joel song by song podcast we take you from the high to the low to the end of the show for the rest of my life yeah that's it. That's the one. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll do and who it are you? Time. Oh, I mean, I'm Josh Bordon. I'm Corinne Keener. So yeah, we're, this is Cold Spring Harbor. This is Billy Joel's first solo record. Uh, now, there are some other Billy Joel projects that existed around before then. Um, he was in a band called The Hassles, uh, which then later hatched a band uh, called Attila, which has been lauded as the worst recording worst record ever but from who people who heard oh, it okay oh uh, and they were, i mean let's just take a quick look at the that um, seems debatable take a quick look at the album cover and you tell me oh that looks racist it's like uh if if beethoven was in a organ why is that meat is that billy with the mustache yeah with the long and hair the heavy and the mustache lids. yeah yeah if if no, beethoven a... was in a, a drums and organ and metal band that's that's what Beethoven would look like. So obviously that wasn't going to work out. So Billy, not so much Billy, but the people around him were like, you're actually good at writing songs. We need to make you into a solo act and a star. What did, what did Attila sound like? Um, I don't know if I actually know. I've only okay. heard like 30 second previews on iTunes from okay. the My Life, like, or sorry, My Lives uh, like entire career retrospective gotcha. it has like 300 songs but we make it to Attila we make it to Attila there's also the Lost Souls so this is this is Billy's first uh, record um, and there's a bit of a problem with it what's the problem the problem is that when they were doing the masters somebody who uh, his name was uh, Artie Rip are you making a bad joke no Artie Rip that's a that, you're right <laughs> Rip, R-I-P-P, Arthur, Artie Rip, uh, Rip, recorded the master just slightly too fast. Pulled an Artie Rip. Yeah, no, which is funny, right? Because there's going to be a lot of people that rip Billy Joel off in his career. Uh, this is the first sign that these are things to come. So the master was recorded just slightly too fast. So everything is about a half step up. Uh, so the recordings you find are, are going to be remastered and, and fixed, uh, but it still doesn't fix the problem. So when you hear the recording, it sounds like somebody took an Alvin and the Chipmunks recording and then tried to fix it, but they couldn't quite fix it. Like the, the, the pitch is correct now, uh, but the actual timbre of his voice is still off and very boyish. Uh, so the album did not work out very well so despite this uh billy was 22 uh rip signed him to a very restrictive 10 record contract rip is really yeah no seriously this is a 10 record contract that they had to uh like fight for when billy joel went over to columbia um and Artie rip was still getting royalties uh, once he moved uh, production companies moved labels consummate professional exactly yeah no billy as you will find out does not have a very good business or bullshit sense. I don't know. Like, uh, what, what was it? A 40 
a 40 concert run at Madison Square Garden doesn't sound like the worst. Well, I think now he's doing fine. Happen. Yeah, okay. he's, he's figured it out now. But in these early days, he... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so in 1983, they did go back and they remastered it. Uh, same guy, Artie Rip, uh, remastered it with... He brought in some musicians back and to do some overdubbing. It sounded a little bit more modern. So there's also um, some... Uh, I believe it's the original recordings had... Uh, an orchestra on some of the songs like Tomorrow Is Today. Uh, <laughs> you can't wait to get to that one, can you? It's so bizarre. It's No, it's a great song. But there's um, uh, there's, there's a full orchestra, which I don't think you've heard. There's a full orchestra track that okay. we'll, we'll play. And it really is very poignant. And it's kind of sad to see it taken off of some of the remasters. So, I mean, a little background at this time. Uh, what is it? Billy Joel was in The Hassles. Uh, the Hassles stopped playing together. Uh, he and the drummer, John Small, uh, broke off and formed Attila, the horrible uh, organ rock. How, how old was he? Uh, I think 21, 22. Ugh, a kiddo. Yeah. And so he was like basically kind of homeless at the time. Um, he didn't want to move back in with his mom. That's, that's where we're finding Billy right now. And right. so he's like, he's on the verge of really starting his solo career. He did have a five-song uh, demo EP that had some of these songs on there. And here's a great great part with Cold Spring Harbor. I was really worried about starting with this one first because these are deep cuts. These are things that Billy himself does not want to listen to, mainly because, as he has said, it sounds like someone is stepping on his nuts. Uh, there's a story that apparently he got his friends together to have uh, an album listening party, and he's so excited and he puts on the record and everyone's like, are you kidding me? And he like takes a record and throws it down the street, which I don't know why you wouldn't listen to the record before you had Yeah, it was the first time he had heard it. Yeah, I mean, I imagine he probably had the master, you know, that like they listened to. And then when it made the big volume pressing. Because everything I do, I listen to a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, not that I make music or anything that has sound, but I look at everything I do. A million times over. It takes me an hour to write I an email. I understand it. Vain. But yeah, you know, maybe it's it was the first time you heard the mass-produced record, but it it did not go well with his friends. Oh hi, boo. Want to say hi? Say hi on the podcast. Say hi, boo. It's it's boo, everybody. Hi, boo. Oh, now you're gonna be quiet, huh? Hi, boo. But this is a great thing, as I forgot that. Cold Spring Harbor starts with She's Got Away, uh, which we don't hear the hit recording of it for like another decade, at least. Uh, it shows up later on a live album compilation what called Songs in the Attic. This is this is 1971. Okay. Uh, to put that in perspective, um, Jimmy Carter, I assume, I assume is president. <laughs> it's not Jimmy Carter. Uh, 68 was Reagan. So, it's got to be Ford, right? No. I'm sorry. Reagan came after Ford. Oh, that was, sorry, I meant to say, I Nixon. said Reagan, but I meant Nixon. Nixon. That's what I, they're so. Classic mistake. They're basically the same person. Both from California, right? Mm-hmm. Nixon was, was Nixon governor of California? Possibly. He's governor of some, yeah, he's from California because he started the EPA. Like he was a Republican Nixon that started the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, what a world we live in. Slow down, you crazy 
Uh, Nixon was a senator from California from 1950 to 1953 and was a representative for California's 12th district from 1947 to 1950, which is funny. He was only at the federal level for six years before becoming vice president. Ooh, tricky dick. 1971, Cold Spring Harbor. She's got away, but this is not, this is not your mom. She's got away. Like this is, well, I guess it, it was. It's my mom's. She's got away. Yeah. This, but this is not the she's got away that you've heard. This is very different. Sure. From the live version that got played on Star 108 when I was doing my paper out in the seventh grade. Um, that one's your mom's. She's got away. I don't think my mom ever really listened to She's Got Away. I know my sister did because it was on uh, a mix CD that she got Fun. from her boyfriend, now husband. Oh, classic. Uh, that's another little circle of Billy Joel that came around. So uh, here's a little background. Let's just uh, set this up, okay? In a 1981 interview, Billy Joel said of this song, uh, he expressed mixed feelings about the song by saying, I thought it was cornball for years. Cornball. Cornball. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> you gotta watch out it's for the... It's gonna yeah. burn you. This song will burn you. Yeah. Uh, he said, I had trouble singing it at first. Then I got into it and decided... Everybody has a corny side, I suppose. Great quote. I think it's a pretty song. But guess what? This song is written about Billy Joel's first wife. Not when she was his first wife, but when she was somebody else's wife. Oh, gross. Yeah. So here's the story. Um, uh, Well, according to uh, a friend, uh, Bruce Gentile, which that's a funny name, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, the song was written about his, his first wife, Elizabeth Weber. Uh-huh. Do you have a problem with Bruce Gentile? Would no. you prefer that he's Bruce Jew? No, I really just don't. I'm not going to like step into those waters. According to friend Bruce Gentile, uh, the song is written about Billy Joel's first wife, Elizabeth Weber. Elizabeth Weber was married to John Small, who was the drummer in The Hassles and also the drummer in Attila. They were married, had a kid. Now, Billy is kind of homeless. There's something about him sleeping in laundromats. So he stays with John Small and and Elizabeth Weber, uh, mainly because they have a a piano. I think it was like a white baby grand. He is the piano man. Because he's the piano man. Exactly. Right. So Billy was very smitten with her, apparently. And that piano. And that piano. uh, Just a recipe for disaster. White baby grand is pretty gauche, though. Yeah. Not going to lie. No. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm, don't quote me on it. I mean, it was the land of like, uh, of white wedding tuxedos. Somebody has since, um, like bought that from an estate sale and then like sanded it down and it's all shabby chic somewhere in some, some Pinterest mom's apartment. So apparently, uh, as, as the story allegedly goes, the room that Billy was sleeping in shared a closet with their room. Jack and Jill closet. Is that a thing? Yeah, I mean, like Jack and Jill bathrooms and Jack and Jill closets. Well, it makes sense with a bathroom, I guess, like if you're in a dorm. Well, we were just at my mom's house. There's a Jack and Jill bathroom there. Oh, you're right. That's weird. Okay, so there's a shared, but a closet, a shared closet. And so the story goes that uh, John would go, John Small would go to work, his day job. I think it was like his parents' company or something. And Billy would just sneak in through the closet which if he's out of the house i don't know why he has to go through the closet like why can't he come around the front door like a normal person uh-uh, sneakier yeah. 
and that's all i got that's all i got about backstory about the song okay well then um let's listen to it right now so that it's fresh in my brain is on, on the, the table. table. Cats on the table. Cats on the table. That's Cats good luck. Cats on the table and the silver spoon. Little boy blue man in the moon. Hey Murph. Okay, so explain to me again their relationship. He was married. She was married to a band member. Yeah, she was married to John Small, who was the drummer for the Hassles Got and it. Attila. Okay. Yeah, so what? Yeah, give me, give me your take. Give me your take on the song. I think it's pretty, but now I'm like upset because, like, it. I mean, who am I to judge love, right? Right. But um, he did get a lot of good songs out of her. Not out of her, like she wrote them, but his yes, the muse. Yeah, it's it's a little bit um, it's a little disappointing, and like pretty creepery. Yeah, he's a kid, though. I mean, that's... I just think like. Uh, so, so you're always thinking, you know, in your brain, you're like, oh, it would be so nice if like some, somebody wrote a song for me. How lovely. Yeah. Wouldn't that be lovely? And then like in practice, it's very strange, especially, um, when you think like, oh, who must he have written this song about? Isn't that nice? And then it's like, oh yeah, it's his friend's wife. And you're like, mm, man, choose something better. And then in real life, when somebody actually writes you a song, it's always something like awful. What did you What did you think? Like before I ruined the song for you, <laughs> I think it's a nice song. No, but who do you like? What was your? Oh, he was probably some girl he saw, and he was like lonely at a coffee shop. Like what? No, no, okay. no. I mean, like it could have just even been like his girlfriend or partner at the okay. time, which technically it was. Yeah, um, I don't think we'd get Billy Joel without all this complication. No, right? sure, yeah. people are messy. They are very. I, we will find out that Billy Joel is a very messy person. He is person. all of us. Yeah. He is. He is in a way. He could be all of our dads. I, my thesis is that Billy Joel is, is America's musical dad. He's like a music dad. Like, and you can see in like throughout his life, you can see this sort of like the phases of him. You know, like you look back through the photos like, whoa, dad was cool. This is, and then, this is when dad didn't have a mustache. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to like late 80s and 90s and you're like dad why are you playing guitar you can't play guitar dad stop it with the saxophone please <laughs> no keep the saxophone dad that, that trench sax. coat in that music video is really embarrassing can we talk about some of the phrasing yeah so um i mean the anyways are very nice it's got a nice oh no yeah here's the great thing about the anyway it sounds like a dream like he's daydreaming this is yeah and and we get this great bit uh i'm gonna do this on an ipad this is gonna be awful uh the song's in g right there's one uh so he does this great thing where uh let's see um and he goes somewhere that's not in the key at all he goes to to an e flat this is like a phrygian cadence here uh, my use of cadence in there is making me worried about confusing this with the more classical harmonic analysis. You also get the flat six, flat seven, one harmony in the relative natural minor or aeolian mode. Uh, and I think it's just easiest to say that Billy Joel is borrowing from that. Uh, so he gets this nice like flat six, flat seven. Phrygian. And then... Comes from fridge. Anyway, 
Yeah, this it's just It's nothing revolutionary. But I mean for a rock band, uh it's it's a bit lofty, you know? It's a bit it's a bit more than you would get. You know, this is not uh you're not hearing that in My Girl, is what I'm saying. And no, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking My Girl, but you know. It's very nice. It is very nice. It's very nice. Um the next thing that I'm confused about and now I I don't know exactly what the lyric is first. What's the chorus? Uh, well, well, here's the other thing. There is no chorus in the song. Okay. This is an A-A-B-A song. The part that he repeats. Yeah. So in an A-A-B-A song, you don't have a chorus, but you have, you know, like a hook. That, sure. There's What's like the, a hook the line. The hook is, she's then? got a way. She's got a way about her. And then right. the next line is she's got a way of talking. Is. She's got a way of, of showing. She's got a smile that heals me, which is not exactly like the title, but it's close enough. Yeah. Um, when the she, bridge. When he says... Oh wait, she, she comes something to me that when inspires I'm feeling down. me. Uh, she comes to me when I'm feeling down, inspires me. Without a sound, she yes, yeah. That's the that's the question that I have. Okay. So, is she inspiring him without a sound, or is she touching him without a sound? She comes to me when I'm feeling down, inspires me. Without a sound, she touches me. Yeah. Oh. Because like, Shit. do does it require sound to touch people? <laughs> She That's comes to me when I'm feeling down, inspires me. Without a sound. Yeah, because the, the way it said, the way it said, it merges over right. the next line. So, like, all I can think about is, like, her coming up and, like, massaging him silently as opposed to massaging him and being like, Whoa. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Does it make you feel good? How yeah. is that? Uh... Yeah, let's no. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the songbook and see how it's written out. Um, that's my. That's literally my only note. For you're this really. Song. It's really your only note. Yep. Um, she comes to me while I'm feeling down. Comma inspires me without a sound. Period. Ah. Period. She touches me. I get turned around. That's not. Which how makes it sense. Sung. She touches him. You know, yeah. he's doing dishes. I, I'm gonna continue to believe it's the same thing where she touches him without a sound. Wow. Silent touches. No, yeah, but the way it's sung. She comes to me when I'm feeling down, inspires me. Without a sound, she touches me. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't like... He, I will uh, I will say that uh, her smile heals him is corny. That's cornball. That's total cornball. No, it is. That, is. that is the height of... I will agree with him there. Yeah, that's a big old cornball. Smiles do not heal people. I don't know, though. I, they might I, I get you it. Up. Look, they I, might make you feel great. You might even live to see somebody smile. You ever come home long day, you know, and you're just like, everything sucks. And then you just get a smile, you know, and then you're like, I guess it's not all bad. You're being such a cornballer. But it's a little true, right? Like it's, everybody's got a cornball side. That's what he said. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. We all get cornballed. Smiles don't heal. Actually, I think... I think there's a study that says they do. Mm. But I think if you say, I think there's a study that says you can pretty much prove anything. You yeah. Want. And I mean, like it just I'm waiting for the song where he starts hawking doTERRA uh, essential oils to me now. So <laughs> that's all. She sells me oils at midnight. I don't know why it's at midnight. <laughs> oh, it's uh, in his dreams when he goes walking in his sleep. Okay. He gets the, yeah. you know, she sells me I oils. Will I. <laughs> 
so that's it for the first episode uh this is us from the future by the way uh and boy did we sound tired Mm. on that first recording i'm a sleepy lady if you have a comment on billy joel or on the show please get in touch leave us a message at our voicemail 616-929-0313 or at our email carelesstalkpodcast at gmail.com to all of those uptown girls and innocent mans out there thanks for listening Bye. Bye. Uh, Murph. Oh, Murph. You're just meowing Murphy, up a storm. Like, there's nothing new up there ever. I don't well, know why. Get, you give him some catnip and he just goes crazy. Oh, the, oh, there is something new up there and it's catnip. <laughs> oh.